podcast i'm your host joshua tracy and i'm corvin heller and we're getting back to our roots finally getting back on a thursday to talk about statistics and baseball which is what our podcast is about yes sir ah man how i miss doing pointless stats that mean nothing didn't you corwin oh just all day every day this is what this show is all about that's why we were formed as a unit and that's what we're getting into today so i i was thinking about it and uh i wanted to know who of all the players in baseball history had the most total bases in a season in a year where they were they had an on-base percent of under 350. So, in my mind, and I would like your opinion on this as well, 350 is usually like the cutoff. Or at least it's a good like tipping point for when someone's getting on base a lot versus not like a lot. You know, if someone's because someone's getting on base like 340, you know, uh, a three. Well, thirty-four percent time amount of the time, it's like that's fine. But if someone's getting on three sixty, I I don't know. I I I see that that passing over the three fifty mark as being the line of demarcation for successfully getting on base a lot versus what you're expected of. I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you have a, a line like that in your head? Absolutely not. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, 350 could be considered a low bar. You could certainly raise this up to something more impressive, like 375. Um, and we can certainly change this up to look like that, too. But for now, I thought 350 would be a good number to start at. And as it turns out, there are only eight such seasons in which this had happened. And let's start with uh, the least number of bases. Uh now let's start with the most number of bases. Let's start with Alfonso Soriano. He had 381 bases in his uh, in the 2002 season playing for the Yankees. That year he played in 156 games. He had uh, 128 runs, 209 hits, 51 doubles, two triples, 39 home runs, 102 RBIs. So off the bat, those those offensive stats look pretty fucking good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 23 walks is not a no, lot. Not, not great. No, uh, one intentional and his, his, uh, slash line was a 300 batting average, 332 on base, 547 slugging. Good for an 880 OPS, which ain't fucking bad. Not, uh, not in the slightest. He also led the league that year in plate appearances at bats, runs and hits and stolen bases with 41 and yet 332 on base is uh honestly not great uh, yeah i don't know how yeah i was gonna say i don't know how that math works but i know how that math works it's just he's not good at walks yeah isn't that just so fascinating like like if because if you're coming up to the plate against him or if you're pitching against him like that's an intimidating stat line mm-hmm. outside of the fact that he never fucking walked. Like, 
one of the things that makes Mike Trout such a threat is that he's not swinging at things that aren't in the strike zone. So he's going to walk just a bonkers number of times. Alfonso, though, like he was like, no, I'm hitting this. Like, put put it somewhere. I'm I'm hitting it. And that's so, just amazing. Just to clarify, on base percentage is batting average plus walks. Uh, on on base is your hits, your walks, and your hit by pitches. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I had that right before I started talking about my talking out of my ass. Oh no, you you you're good. You're good. He also that year got a a All Star nod, a Silver Slugger, and finished third in MVP voting. So, by all accounts, <laughs> this was Gross. a good year. Yeah, except those twenty three walks. Twenty three walks, ain't that some shit? Uh, how would you feel about this season? Um, if he was on my fantasy team, I'd love it. Let's go with like like a fan. Like, you know, you're you're a Yankees fan in 02. How do you feel about this Alfonso Soriano season? Uh, I don't know how success? you could say that you don't like it. I mean, the guy had over 200 hits, over 100 RBI, um over 125 runs. Like he he had a phenomenal season. Stole 41 bases even though that's, you know, not part of on-base percentage. Like, he had a tremendous season. I would fucking love it. I mean, walks aren't fun to watch. Like, honestly, it's probably one of the just least exciting aspects of baseball from both a pitching and batting, you know, standpoint. So I don't think I would care whatsoever if, you know, Alfonso Soriano was a pirate whatever in 2002. Yeah, uh, you're nail on the head, really. And honestly, like, all these seasons are pretty good, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. just so weird. Because you'd figure, like, our having total bases is obviously good, but, like, an on-base percentage under 300 three or 350, I was really expecting a lot of home-run-heavy seasons, and that's certainly present here. But, like, all these seasons are just genuinely good, but just kind of weird. Uh, so let's talk about the next one. Jimmy Rollins in his 2007 season with the with the uh, uh, Phillies, 380 total bases with an on-base percentage of 344. So just one base shy of tying Alfonso for me at the top of this very weird list. He also led the league in plate appearances that year, 778 of them. He played in all 162 games. He had 716 at-bats. Led the league in that. 139 runs. Led the league in that. 212 hits. 38 doubles. 20 triples, which he obviously led the league in. Uh, 30 home runs. 94 RBIs. 49 walks. Um, although, which is just still more than double of what Alfonso's was. Uh, a slash line of 296, 344, 531. Good for an 875 OPS. Uh, what make you of Jimmy Rollins' season? Uh, just, it's essentially the same. Like, my feelings are very much the same. Like, a few less home runs, same number of stolen bases. Slash line is marginally the same. Close enough where it's not really that big of a difference. Literally 0.005. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it's the exact same feeling I had with Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, and to boot, Alfonso that year finished third in MVP voting, and in this year, Jimmy Rollins won the MVP. Okay, wow. Honestly, like, the only striking difference between these two is while, you know, Jimmy Rollins hit nine fewer home runs, uh, he had twice as many walks and, like, half as many strikeouts. So, honestly, this is probably a better season all around had more at bats by you know 20 uh had 11 more runs had three more hits had a lot less doubles but who cares had 10 times as many triples uh like i said nine fewer home runs eight less rbi 26 more walks uh and then Let's see, what's the math on this one? 72 more, or 72 less strikeouts. So, all around, better season. I want, I want to play a game. Uh, is it Alfonso or Jimmy Rollins? Because, wow, these two players are, like, a little close. Um, all time or this season? Or all, these two all, seasons? All time, all time, like okay. career. Yeah. Um, 17 years in baseball, Jimmy Rollins or Alfonso Soriano. 17 years in baseball, I'll go Jimmy Rollins. It is Jimmy Rollins. Alfonso Soriano had 16 years, so... Oh, really got me there. Fucking close, right? <laughs> um, Seven-time All-Star. Uh, I'll go Alfonso Soriano. That is Alfonso. Uh, Jimmy Rollins is only a three-time All-Star. Uh, 28.2 career war. Um, I'll go Jimmy Rollins. That's actually Alfonso Soriano, which feels Ooh. bizarre because yeah. he also had a terrible end of his career. Oh, uh, he did. Uh, so from Alfonso Soriano's, what I'll call his rookie season in 2001, uh, because that's the year he was up for rookie of the year, to his age 32 season, which is the last year he was an all-star. He accumulated 26.2 war, which means for the remainder of his career, he would only accumulate two war. And it is ugly. Negative 1.6, positive 0 0.8, 0, 1.9, 1.0.8, 2, negative 1.2. This is ugly, my friend. This is not good. Anyway, Yikes. um, Jimmy Rollins, this is where the, the biggest disparity between the two, in, in my eyes. Jimmy Rollins, 46.3 war. Actually, quite decent. Wow. All right, career OPS plus, 95. Uh, ooh, I'll go Alfonso Soriano. Jimmy Rollins. Jesus. Yeah, Alfonso Soriano, 112. Uh, I should have expected. I thought you gave me the higher number of the two, so I went with Alfonso Soriano. All right, uh, career on base percent three nineteen. Alfonso Soriano. Alfonso Jimmy Rollins is three twenty four. Neither of those numbers are very good. No, they are not. Oh man, uh, career home runs two hundred thirty one. 
Ooh, that's that's a low number over 16, 17 years. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Alfonso, 412. Oh, that's a pretty big disparity right there. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite large. Uh, anyway, that concludes this episode's edition of Alfonso Soriano or Jimmy Rollins. Thank Man, you for his, uh, his defense must have been, speaking of Alfonso Soriano, his defense must have been really bad because I just pulled up his, oh, I guess he really tapered off the end of his career with uh, his offensive numbers, but they were really good for a good chunk of time. And yes, 28.2 war is bad. not good. Yeah. O-war, 36.1. D-war, negative 10.3. Yikes! Yeah, it, uh, it's just a big old yikes. Um. Uh, anyway, Nomar Garcia Para, <laughs> yeah, is the the third most bases on this year on this uh this this spreadsheet. He had three hundred sixty five bases in his nineteen ninety seven season with Boston on a three forty two on base percent. Uh, he led the league that year in at bats with six hundred eighty four. Hits with 209 and triples with 11. His final slash line for that year, 306, 342, 534 for an 875 OPS. Uh, he also had 44 doubles and 30 home runs and uh, 35 walks, which is just not a lot. Uh, what do you make of this season? Again, this is almost exactly the same story. Um very very similar to jimmy rollins uh definitely seeing a trend here yeah like offensive numbers are you know not as powerful as alfonso Soriano, about the same as jimmy rollins not nearly as good of a base stealer as either of them uh with only 22 again it's kind of same shit different day with all of these which is very much so reflected in number four on this list, which is also Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> um, he does. He did this twice where he had over 350 total bases, but under a 350 on base percentage. And oh, it was actually so the next year. So he did this in back to back seasons. Um, it's <laughs> hilarious. And you know what's crazy is between those two seasons, 2002 and 2003 he put up 10.2 war oof four that's, that's actually a fine good chunk yeah 4.8 and 5.4 like so that 2003 season that campaign was even better because it's probably because his d-war wasn't negative but still <laughs> like like damn that that's almost that's over as over 30 percent of his war in two seasons and it's these two bizarro seasons it's you know it's one of those things where you really you don't notice guys that are just like really terrible at walking unless it's something that's pointed out at least you know it's not something i notice all that much uh at least when i'm watching the game it's just not something i focus on man alfonso suriano that had to have been a major storyline when he was playing like i feel like people had to have talked about that a good amount yeah it's funny i remember his play i remember him playing with the yankees and that is all i remember about him um <laughs> that's it that's all i remember yeah <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna so that kind of these top four are all in this category 
Uh, they got their bases through like base running, right? They, uh, uh, Jimmy Rollins, Nomar, they both like led the league in triples. Alfonso, uh, actually, all of these guys had a lot of doubles. They all had a lot of hits, and they all had a lot of stolen bases. Uh, forty-one from uh, Alfonso's first season. Forty-one from Jimmy Rollins. Th- Twenty-two from Nomar Garcia Para. Thirty-five from Alfonso Soriano's second season. These bottom four, however, are what I was kind of expecting going in, which is the home run hitters. So Johnny Bench, Ernie Banks, Nolan Arenado, and Hello. Andre Dawson are the the final four for for this. I know the first three names. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's let's get into what the fuck happened here, Corbin. You remember Andre Dawson? We've talked about him so many times now. Have we? Is that a joke? No, we've actually we actually have because you kept not knowing. Uh, honestly, I don't feel bad for you, Andre Dawson, if this is a reoccurring segment because now it's hilarious. Hall of Famer, MVP winner, Rookie of the Year. Uh, I looked up a picture of him. I have never seen this man before in my life. You've seen it. We've talked about him several times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no time, shame. Like, I don't know who this is. Uh, he went to Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. That's where they teach you how to hit. Also known as Florida A&M. <laughs> uh, so John, Johnny Bench, we don't have to talk about these as, as in-depth because you're right. The, the, much, much, of it, much of it is a pattern, although I do want to talk about Renato. Uh, Johnny Bench in 1970, the earliest, no, second earliest, Ernie Banks is 55. Uh, Johnny Bench, 355 total bases on a 345 on base percent. He led the league that year in home runs with 45 and led the league in RBIs with 148. Uh, he His slash line that year, 293, 345, 587, good for a 932 OPS. Uh, this is a very good season from Johnny Bench. A very, very good ball player. Uh, <laughs> 1970, he won the MVP with this last line. So, yeah. It's fucking crazy, like, how many of these guys are just so bad at just taking pitches, but there are multiple MVP winners or MVP winners that season type of... Yeah, or I guess super when you have player. over 350 bases, that's a huge deal. It's just, you know, one of those things, man. Yeah, it's it really it, I I wasn't expecting all the seasons to be like this great. Like these are great right. seasons. Um yeah, cuz Alfonso finished third in MVP voting that year. Jimmy Rollins won MVP that year. Nomar's 1997 season, he won rookie of the year that year and came in eighth in MVP voting. Um Alfonso's 2003 season, he finished. Wait, so he finished 20th in MVP voting with only a marginally worse stat line, but more war? That's weird as fuck. That's baseball, man. Yeah, you're, you got me there. It's definitely baseball. Uh, so Johnny Bench, phenomenal season. Ernie Banks' 1955 season, the first time this happened, 355 stolen uh, total bases on a 345 on base percent, the exact same as Johnny Bench. Uh, he played 154 games that year. That's the only thing he led the league in. 
But his slash line that year, oh, uh, real quick, home runs, 44 of them, which in 1955, big deal. A lot. Uh, yeah, a, a lot. He had a 295 batting average, a 345 on base, a 596 slugging, good for a 941 uh, OPS. Uh, Ernie Banks, very much so in the Hall of Fame. And that <laughs> year, third in MVP voting. This was not one of his two back-to-back MVPs. So, good fucking year for Banks. Yeah, no kidding. Andre Dawson, just to skip over Arenado real quick. So well, the interesting thing about Arnado and Nolan, uh, the interesting thing about Arnado and Andre Dawson is they each led the league in total bases that year, which means the National League leader in total bases each of these seasons wasn't even remotely fucking close to leading an on base percentage, which is just weird. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, they also both led the league in the same things. They both led the league in home runs. Nolan Arenado hit 42, Andre Dawson had 49, and they both led the league in RBIs. Nolan Arenado with 130 and Andre Dawson with 137. Uh, so Andre Dawson's 1987 season netted him an MVP. Look at that. My God. Um, so let's get to Nolan Arenado because we actually know who he is. What a season. Uh I don't even have real words. I mean, it's 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 amazing this happened. Um, he finished eighth in MVP this year, but like he's the most recent person on this list. I guess only by eight years from Jimmy Rollins, but it it just feels so like a two eighty seven batting average, a three twenty two eighty seven, three twenty three, and five seventy five is a slash line for an eight ninety eight OPS. But I guess that's good. But you take away the the slugging. 287, 323 is the opening two numbers of your slash line. Doesn't feel that's, great, does that's it? Not, that doesn't feel MVP worthy. Well, it wasn't MVP worthy, but it's not the level of caliber that you would expect from like the guys. I, I don't know where I'm even going with this. Don't look. It's n- okay. Eyes away from the stat sheet. Okay. How many times did he walk that year? Oh, fuck. Uh, with a batting average of 287. Uh, and uh, what was it? Three twenty-three. Uh, oh, he an on base, yeah, three twenty-three. Uh, thirty-five, thirty-four. Ooh. Also, I just realized this, but Nolan Arenado does not walk a lot. His walks by year: twenty-three, twenty-five, thirty-four, which was this season we're talking about, and then it jumps to sixty-eight, sixty-two, seventy-three, and sixty-two. But uh. My God, he does. He, he at least he used to not walk a lot. Let's see. So I just pulled up his baseball reference page, and this year we're talking about he led the league in home runs, RBIs, total bases, and sack flies. SF sack flies. Got Which it. I don't think really matters. No. Nope. You know what's interesting is he doubled his walks from 2015 2016, 34 to 68, and had two fewer bases. In his in his total bases, how I guess uh, he hit only one fewer home run. Uh, oh, doubles! He had more total hits, like oh uh, yeah, doubles went down, triples went up. I mean, it just because you're doubling weird, your total, you're doubling your walks and cutting your total bases by even a, a little bit. Like how weird? Yeah, it's weird. 
<laughs> like his his on base percent went from 323 to 362, which is way better. Yeah. And he got less bases. Like wh- which season would you rather have as a team? Uh the second one. Or not the second one, but like 2016. Yeah, I I would too. For sure. Yeah, I guess because it is a more complete season to only to sacrifice literally two singular bases over the course of a year. Yeah. All right. All right, that's fair. Then uh, shall we shall we deviate to the other list? Of, yeah, let's do that. Uh, total bases under three hundred, but an on base percentage of over three fifty. So kind of the exact opposite of what we just did here. So, so does this have a minimum plate appearances? Yes, it does. And that is because there are a lot of players that have over a 350 on-base percentage and under 300 bases because if you come up to the majors for <laughs> one plate appearance and walk, congrats, <laughs> you have an over 350 batting <laughs> on-base percentage and under 300 bases. So I believe I set the minimum for this. I'm going to double-check it. But I think I said it at five, four or five hundred. It looks but, like it's five hundred. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Bill North still leads this list, right? Yeah, and it is. There's uh, a lot more names here. Significantly more. Significantly more. So, what's interesting is, uh, for well, for one thing, I have this sorted by by fewest bases. So, Bill North, who leads this list. He had 121 total bases in 1980 in 128 games. So he was, in theory, getting on base less than once per game, all averaged out, which is not good. No. And yet, his on-base percent, 373. (laughs) And Corwin, I just don't understand that. Uh, I understand it just as little as you do. I mean, this is that's confounding. His he his oh my god, his slash line is two fifty one, three seventy three, and a slugging of two ninety two, for a six sixty five OPS. I don't get it. Did he play with a wet pool noodle as a bat? I would that even explain it though? Like I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. So he had 104 hits and 81 walks, which means he was 23 walks short of (laughs) equaling his hits. He is a Joey Votto light to the extreme. Now, hold on. He had one double. Sorry, sorry, he had one triple and one home run that season. Which do you think he was more excited to get? Uh, Probably the home run. Because I'm sure he didn't think the triple was going to be a triple. Like, triples usually, it's like, it either has to be perfect uh, where it hits and just, like, bounces into a corner, off a wall, or, you know, just really poorly played. Hitting a home run is, is still a huge deal. You know, like, you see it go over the wall. You get to have your little trot around the bases. I personally would definitely be more excited about the home run. Okay. I think that's fair. I, it, it was a genuine question because I 
really don't know how I prioritize it because on the one hand, a home run is such a flex of power. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, triples are so rare, you know? Yeah. So tough to say, but I, 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 def I can be convinced either way is what I'm going with. You have to run really fast for a triple, so that might be the tiebreaker if it if it ever came down to that. Because you could just slow walk a home run. You're a dick, but like you can still do that. You gotta hustle for a triple, and that's Gary not Sanchez fun. Has a triple. It's true, and he had to hustle he, for it. Kinda. Uh, he also got that triple on an intentional walk, which is one of my favorite Gary Sanchez facts. <laughs> Back before they changed the rule, because. If you only got into baseball within the last like two years and you're like, how did he get a triple when you just point to first base? <laughs> did he just keep going? <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine if someone tried to do that. I know um, Jose Bautista did actually. He he, he got a walk, like a normal walk, like in the game. He got a walk. And, and then just kept like, going? Jogging to first. And then, like, no one was paying attention, so he just, like, ran to second after he got to first, and they just didn't get the ball there in time, so he just stole second immediately. It was hilarious. That's really funny, and I'm honestly surprised it doesn't happen more often. Yeah, right, because, like, how... I mean, it's not like I think all baseball players are these bumbling idiots who are just like, oh, well, that guy's just going to stop. But at the same time, it's like you'd think that at some point someone would just like forget or something, you know, like. Right. Like you're playing, you know, baseball human error. three hours a day, 162 times throughout the season, all back to back. You got to just get bored and lose focus at some point for something as mundane as a guy walking to first. And and yeah, the only time I can think of it happening is Jose Bautista. Maybe that's why we're not major league ball players is because we would just get bored and let these stupid things happen. Plus, um, like Jose, yeah. Joe, Joey Bats always had like a really high awareness of the game. Like one of my, I, I really genuinely miss having him in baseball. He was so much fun. One of my favorite things that he would do is he played right field. And if players got like a, a, a really shitty single, but mm -hmm. like, one of those singles where it's like, you know it's going to be a single, and you know it's not going to be a double. So, like, you're just going to kind of go to first, right? And what Jose Bautista would try to do when players did that, like kind of meander to first, is he would try to throw them out. And he would get a few players every every year, at least it felt mm -hmm. like. Like, every every now and then, he'd catch a guy that took that single just a little bit too much for granted and threw him out while he was trotting over to first. It was fun. I, I I really miss his heads up style of play and when he got punched in the face by Ruben Odor. Yeah, he didn't seem very aware of that punch coming at him. No, no, no zero punch awareness. Great base running awareness, zero punch in the face awareness. <laughs> That's one of those like highlights that I'll go back and watch at least once a season. Oh my god, it never gets old. Never, not even once has it ever felt old. Um so let's just talk about a few more of these seasons because this is just it's just so fascinating. Um let's go to let's go to uh, Jack Crooks, who walked one hundred sorry, got one hundred and twenty-three total bases and an on-base percent of three seventy-five, three fifty-seven, those numbers were backwards, um, uh, in five hundred and eighty-eight plate appearances, 
he he amassed 135 or sorry 485 at bats 86 runs 107 hits and 96 walks he's so close he's so close Oof. 11 11 away he was never intentionally walked he has no recorded strikeouts i just realized this happened in 1890 uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so long ago <laughs> there's one there's one that's even closer that happened in 2000 down at number nine with Ricky Henderson. So I was, I was, was going to get to Rick. Yeah, Rick. Oop, Ricky was bad. like a weird addition to this list. I actually thought he might have been on the other one because Ricky stole so many. Ricky Henderson was my idea for this idea <gasps> because he would steal so many bases. And it's not that I didn't think Ricky Henderson had a high on bases. I'd never get Henderson. But I could see like a weird ricky season where it's like he didn't get on base a ton but he stole a bunch of bases while he was there so it boosted his total bases but he's on this list he only got 128 total bases in 2000 but had an on-base percentage of 368 and ain't that some shit why'd you gasp uh i saw one that was i mean i'm doing a search for it now but i saw one that was even closer than the 10 difference between hits and walks I mean, I'm looking at one that is uh, 40, 41 apart, but it's from 1892. That doesn't count. In 1892, yeah. Jack Crooks walked 136 times and got 95 hits. Uh, in 1976, Jim Wynn had 93 hits and 127 walks for a 34 difference. Let's see if I can find one that's from okay. actually this century. Hold on. I know that this is another old baseball player, John McGraw, which sounds like either an old baseball player or a country artist that you haven't heard of but everyone likes. <laughs> um, 1897, 148 okay. total bases, and on base percentage of 471. What? I I know. And that's too many. <laughs> That's too much. That's just too much. To, that's just too much on base percent. That's ridiculous. Ninety nine walks, seventy one, one hundred twenty seven hits, um, in a season that only he only had three hundred ninety one at bats. And uh, and fuck, that's that's just impressive. Who's that's like recent? that's Billy Bean's like favorite player of all time. Oh, you damn right it is. But what does he do? Get gets on base. That's uh, my terrible impersonation of Billy Bean being impersonated by Brad Pitt. I I, I think I think that's flawless, Corwin. I, I respect <laughs> it to the fullest. Can I have my Oscar now? So Ricky Henderson also came actually passed. So Ricky Henderson in, in 1996, playing for the Padres, 37 years old. He walked 125 times. And he got 112 hits. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a whole and lot. He stole 37 bases. So, stole 37 bases, 125 walks, 112 hits, only 160 total bases. Really? But a 410 on base percentage. Um. 
He how many uh extra base hits did he have that season? He had 17 doubles, two triples, and nine home runs. That's not a ton, but that's also not nothing. I kind of figured uh with those numbers it'd be a lot less. You gotta pump those numbers up. <laughs> Let's see. I'm just trying to find like wacky shit here now. Oh, what's some wacky shit? I want to hear some wacky shit. I, I'm just, you know, I want to find like who had who had the most home runs. We had still had a sub. Um, Jim Wynn again had 17 home runs that year. John McGraw had the highest OPS. Yeah, that's just not <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So he had 93 hits. So this was the year he had 93 hits, 127 walks. 17 of his 93 hits were for home runs. I love that. Got it. What was his OPS that year? 744? A slugging of 367? Yikes. All right. So shall, shall we take this to, to its ultimate conclusion? Final yes. spreadsheet? The one spreadsheet to rule them all. Yes. So this got me thinking, uh, just how how much does total bases matter or or whatever? <laughs> you killed so, it, Josh. You're killing it. So <laughs> I wanted to look at 2019. So I pulled up every player that had more than, I think, like 300 plate appearances in 2019. I... Uh, put in the back end of the spreadsheet starting at um, where did I start putting stuff in a a a c column a c their 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 positional war and then next to that's total bases on base percentage o b o which I'm calling uh opportunities uh on base opportunities so basically I just took uh their 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 total uh plate appearances and divided it or sorry multiplied it oof by their on base percentage and uh it, or and that that gets us basically the total amount of times they were actually on base next to that I have their um bases per opportunity so you're on base how many how many bases are you getting after that I have next to that their OR and then their on-base opportunities per OR. So basically, how many on-base opportunities did it take for you to achieve a war? It's like an efficiency. Okay. So let's let's see. I have it sorted as of right now by total bases. So last year, the league leader in total bases with 359 was Rafael Devers. Let's look at Rafael Devers' other numbers. So he had an on-base percent that year of 361. And that with his uh, at-bats of 400, sorry, 600, 647, gave him 253 times that he was actually on base. And with 359 total bases, that means that every opportunity he had on base, he got 1.4 bases, which feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. Getting about a base and a half every time you have the opportunity. And... With his 5.7 OR last season, you take that um, and divide. What am I dividing? Oh, right. 
the number of times on base divided by his OR. It took Rafael Devers 44.5 trips to the base, bases, to get one OR's worth of OR. What makes so, um, all of this concepts and math? Uh, I just want to say, while you were trying, like, starting to go into that, I tried sorting by smallest OBO per OR, um, which oh, that's completely... we're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really breaks the formula if you have negative WAR. Uh, yes. Just saying. Yeah. Although you know what, let's get there because that's actually my proof to that this list is correct. Because any list in baseball is correct if the if it's led by Mike Trout. And after you get past the negative numbers, because some players have negative ORs, and the first positive number, so the smallest positive number, which is good, you want the number to be small. Smaller means more efficient. The 31.7 on-base opportunities per OR, which means it takes him 31.7 times to the bag in order for him to achieve one OR, is Mike Trout. And the rest of this list follows in suit, logically speaking, for 2019. Mike Trout, then Christian Yelich, then Marcus Simeon, Ketel Marte, Xander Bogarts, Alex Bregman, uh, Tim Anderson, Yoan Makata, Cody Bellinger. Like, this is the list you want to be on. Yeah, so, like the rest of these names, it's not necessarily the specific order you would expect. No. But in the f- top names there, there's really no major surprises until you you get past, you know, the George Springers of the world. Yeah, Mark Hanna is kind of a weird name, but yeah, like, yeah, this is people you, the fact that Mike Trout leads this list leads me to believe that I'm not wrong. I might not be right, but I'm not wrong. Is that baseball's, like, universal benchmark? Uh, a lot of the sabermetricians joke that that's when you know the season is officially, um, stats from the season officially matter. This Mike when Trout, Mike Trout, I believe it. Totally believe it. Yeah, they always say nothing matters in baseball stats until Mike Trout's leading the leaderboards. So, like when we were t- when we were talking about like just uh, whatever the last episode was about involving baseball, looking at like these Hall of Fame players and like how they you know finish with their accolades to start off their careers. You know, like you see guys with like top 15 MVP finishes every year, and it's really exciting. Like, oh, wow, these guys are really good so early. And then you look at Mike Trout, and it's like, oh, he's been top three every year he's been alive. Fuck me, he's good. Yeah, my, Mike Trout's better at baseball than I am at wiping my own ass. Like, it's amazing. Uh, Mike Trout is better at baseball than I will ever be at anything i could possibly imagine mike trout's better at baseball than i am at being myself <laughs> mike trout <laughs> is better at being me than what I, no let's let's not no words have failed me once again it's that time of the podcast where i lose all ability to speak all right reach so coherent last, thought last year uh the man with the most on-base opportunities was Alex Bregman, Buzz Buzz. He had he had 292 trips to the to to the base paths. Um, in that, he only had in bases per opportunity 1.1, which means he really wasn't doing all too much damage in like 
getting more out of his trips to the base pad. Now, that being said... Probably because he stopped getting sign, uh, signs from the bullpen after he got on base. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, I'm actually kind of curious as to how this works out because I guess he has he had 41 home runs last that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Um, all right, so here's my theory. I'm listening. Fuck, it's, it's, he did so well. He did 592 slugging. How did this... Oh, all right, so he, all right, here's my theory. He was on base a fuck ton. Uh, in large part because he walked 112 times. Sorry, 119 times. My bad. Uh, plus two intentional walks, so we'll say 121 times. But walks don't count towards total bases. So that just brings his number down. Does that make sense? Uh, Sure. Efficiency-wise? Because he also didn't steal any bases. He stole five bases, which is which is basically zero. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not like those walks could have turned in to base total bases. Actually, no, total bases. Oh, I'm an idiot. Total bases doesn't count steals either. Oh my god, I keep forgetting it's only hits. My dumbass. I I've lost focus on this rambling. Not even rambling. Just what you're trying to accomplish here. So, I keep forgetting the total bases, I think. Let me double check. I think total bases is only hit stuff. It's only how many bases you got out of hits and, uh, you know, like counting up four hit bases from a home run, three from a triple, all that shit. Because I, I always want it to be, yeah, that's all it fucking is. I always want it to be, like, you counting your walks, you counting your your steals, shit like that. Because those are all the bases you get. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm on the fly. Going to adjust what I'm doing right here. And I'm going to create true total bases. And all I'm going to do to do that is basic addition. I'm, gonna, I'm writing true TB, which definitely feels like a <laughs> And I'm going to just set that equal to total bases plus uh, stolen bases. Plus walks. And let's see who had the most true total bases last year. Any guesses? Uh, True total bases, I'm going to go with Mike Trout. He is number seven on this list. It was Cody Bellinger. Oh, okay. Cody Bellinger had 351 total bases, but 461 true total bases. Because he walked 95 times. Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to include intentional walks because Cody Bellinger was intentionally walked 21 times, which is oh so many. That is Uh, quite a lot. Not quite uh, Barry Bonds territory, but still a lot. No, no, not quite. Nothing's Barry Bonds territory. Let's be real. No. All right. Uh, Except for maybe steroids used. You could could do that with uh, any number of players from back then. All right, so Cody Bellinger still leads this list. 
with 482 true total bases. Uh, then it's Alex Bregman with 454, tied with Christian Yelich with 454. Uh, then Marcus Simeon, who had 442, followed by Ronald Acuna Jr. with 441, and then Mike Trout with 438. And then Mookie Betts, who just got traded. Yeah, so, I guess. Have we talked about that since he was officially moved? Uh, not since they changed the trade details, although the details were relatively minor. Things just kind of got shuffled. Like, Kenta Maeda still went to the Twins, but he went as part of a solo trade between the Dodgers and the Twins where the same prospects were even moved. Um, a few different pieces went from uh, L.A. to Boston, of course, because there wasn't pieces going from Minnesota to Boston, but I mean, nothing to really write home about. Fair enough. So let me ask you this then, because I've clearly just been misguided this entire episode. And, um, you know, that's okay. Life sometimes just works out that way. Wouldn't you rather have true total bases instead of t regular total bases? Like, I know it's just a matter of addition, but I, I feel like I care so much more about how many times you were how many actual total bases you you achieved yeah i would agree with that i guess i never really thought about how total bases were calculated and just kind of assumed that it was how many times you were literally on a base um so yeah i guess our stat of true total bases is what i always assumed it total bases actually was yeah, I'm super mad at myself for not realizing this. And I just, I guarantee you, someone is out there going, who is screaming since the beginning of the episode, that's not how it works, you fucking idiot. Uh, oh, man, I just, I don't even care that much. And to that person yelling, scream louder, we can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until I can hear you in my, in, in, in all my glory at my house, not caring about your existence. Uh, <laughs> it's not loud enough. <laughs> we're bad people ah but the best kind from the east coast <laughs> where it's charming <laughs> <laughs> alright so then I'm going to just for an efficiency purpose I'm going to take true total bases and divide it by games so I want to see how many bases you got per game regardless of the, the manner in which you did it and the leader in that category is Christian Yelich followed by Mike Trout followed by Cody Ballinger? I feel good about it. Uh, so, Christian Yelich uh, achieved in some manner 3.5 bases per game. Wow. Followed immediately by Mike Trout, who got 3.3, followed by Cody Ballinger, who got 3.1, and then the only other player to get more three or more in uh, per game was Nelson Cruz, who had 3.0. Okay. I definitely would not have guessed that he would be the one to break that barrier, but yeah. Okay. Damn. Three and a half bases per fucking game. That's some shit. That is a lot of bases, actually. Like, the more you think right. about it, the more it's like, that's a 
significant amount per game. What would be the most interesting way? Let, let's just call it four, just, just, just because there's no clean way to get that five, like that, or that, that, mm-hmm. that half. What, mm-hmm. What's the most interesting way in your mind to get four bases in a game? Uh, four hit by pitches. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, did I count? I'm not sure I counted those. I don't count think count them up. Oh man, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, hit by pitches. Here we go. Let's see who had the most hit by, or uh, adding in those hit by pitches. <laughs> it only makes Christian Yelich better. He's now had three point six. Total bases per game. Uh, we can we officially couple, round up. I have, a, I have a, a couple additions to the three, three per game club. Uh, let <laughs> me just resort the list. There we go. So in addition to Nelson Cruz, George Springer, Alex Bregman, and Anthony Rendon are all also members of the three-point club, which is the three-base club, the most exclusive stats club in baseball uh all right so same question same answer uh yeah five or four hit by pitches all right well that makes what i'm gonna say feel fucking stupid because i was gonna say a single a double and a walk but fuck all right all right all right big guy how about how about uh a triple triple and an intentional walk. Isn't that seven bases? No, one triple. Oh, I said a triple twice because I was just vamping. No, <laughs> so one triple and one intentional walk. <laughs> Fair enough. All what right, if it's one good. home run and you just hit one home run every single game and that's it? Well, you know you, that, go, you, know you finish crazy. the season with 162 hits, 162 games played, and 162 home runs. Zero walks. Everything else is a strikeout, so like a thousand strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> or you finish the season with 648 hit by pitches, which is cooler. Oh my God, which is cooler? <laughs> right? All right, so on the so on the one hand, you have just hit 162 home runs. You have not just set the home run record, you have demolished it. You have basically ensured that that record will never be broken unless you are no longer playing the sport of baseball that we know and love today. Yeah, unless Manfred further changes the baseball. Uh, <laughs> unless he so- adds three bases per every base and you just stop along the way wherever you want. You like, there's no way you're going to break that. Uh, I guess that wouldn't count towards home runs, just total bases. But yeah, Manfred, go ahead. like fresh from doing a lot of coke, we're we're changing the we're, we're changing it. It's going to be a trapezoid. <laughs> Each home run counts as six. We're gonna we're gonna change the shape of the diamond every game. Trapezoids, rhombuses. Um, <laughs> it's a circle. There's two batters on either side. A pitcher can throw to either one, and you just run in circles. Whichever batter hits the other batter first is out. <laughs> All uh, right, episode idea, Josh. This is uh, we do a kilo of cocaine and then come up with a new sport of baseball. Whatever it is, it can't be worse than whatever Manfred's. <laughs> uh, zing, Manfred, take that. Ha! Um, 
What was I saying? I don't remember. Oh, all right. What's the what's the wackiest but yet plausible, most plausible line you could come up with for how you would get on base four times in the game? Uh, four singles. That's that's not wacky. Oh, I thought you said the most plausible. Yeah, no, wacky, plausy, but wacky. Like, oh. like an intentional walk, a hit by pitch, a regular walk, and a single. I could see that happening. Sure. At this point, we're just kind of making stuff up. Yeah, give me one for you. Uh, For four total bases, a double, because that's kind of cool. Um, and then you hit a, or, oh, what if it's a, a, uh, a called strike swinging and you get a single and then a stolen base. Okay. So wait, you mean like a called strike swinging and then you go to first? Yeah. Like, so you, right, so you that, got, you like run it out to first. first so it wouldn't what, be a what, single. It wouldn't be? No. Um, all right, and then, well, what if you get on base that way, and then you steal two bases? You steal second and third. Okay. I'm game. Oh, actually, I don't think I ever answered your question. I would take the home run one, because that would be talking about <laughs> ad nauseum forever, but getting hit by 648 pitches would be like, uh, isn't that weird? Honestly, I feel like the biggest thing there would be the fact that you got hit with 648 pitches over the course of like a five-month season, and you can still stand to play 162 games. Like your body is still capable of being like propped upright to be in the batter's box four times a game. I would just start wearing more layers. Like <laughs> just wear like fucking is, is, full is knight's that- armor. Is that Gary Sanchez wearing three uniforms stacked on top of each other? <laughs> Just yeah, looks like uh, he's anticipating getting hit. Uh, but yeah, like if you're watching a baseball documentary, they so like affectionately and lovingly refer to like the single season home run record as they go mm-hmm. through the history. Like Babe Ruth, you know, hit hit sixty, and then Roger Maris hit sixty one, and then Mark McGuire, and then Barry Bonds, and then. And then Joe Samoa's hit hit eight one hundred and sixty-two. Oh god. And, and that would destroy baseball. And there'll be like videos of your family cheering for you. And there'll be like yeah. a video of like Barry Bonds kids like giving you a high five later. And, but if you're the guy that got hit by six hundred and forty-eight base uh, <laughs> baseball, like it's gonna be like, and then in twenty twenty-three. Corwin Heller became the target of every pitcher in baseball, fresh off his scandal of fucking every wife in MLB. <laughs> I feel like I would refuse to take the 162 home runs just because that would ruin baseball statistics for the rest of time. Like, Barry Bonds hits 72 home runs in a season. That's fucking nothing compared to Corwin's 162. Like, that's less than half. That sucks. Or like, oh, God, um, fucking Joe Douglas, whatever his name is, hit 30 home runs this year. Who the fuck cares? That's nothing. That's 132 less than Corwin hit two years ago. How, how 
much do you think your war would be? Like genuine it, question. Infinite. If no, 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 it, hear me infinite. Out. If you hit 162 home runs, but struck out every single other plate appearance. Oh, please tell me there's a war calculator that we can do. Because that is genuinely a, a question, right? Like, because strikeouts <sighs> are bad. Ooh. But um, I, hold on, I we can do this. Can we? Yeah, so, all right, Fansighted has, uh, I found a, a war calculator. Um, oh, God, how do, I don't know how to plug this stuff in. Um, like, this uses, like, on base percentage, slugging percentage, so, like, we'd have to do some some more advanced math. Let me see right, if I can... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some, some quick math here, because I, I have one. Um, so, on base percent, so let's assume... Uh, you in a typical season get what six hundred? Say six hundred and fifty plate appearances, or at bats, or plate. Yeah, oh, six hundred. Let's say six hundred. Six hundred on the money. All right. So or, our, what's what's four six forty eight? So four times one hundred and sixty two. Six hundred forty eight. All right. Yeah, six forty eight. Okay, so you have that's that's exactly four game for one hundred and sixty two games. All right. Well, if you're hitting one home run every game, then your on base percentage is two fifty. Perfect. Okay. All right. Slugging. Okay. So, fuck. How's the easy? What? What's the easiest way of doing slugging? I it's don't just, know. It's just. It's just. Um. Fucking. God damn it. Uh. Double singles, doubles, triples, and home runs over at, over at bats. So, it would just be home runs over over at bats. So if you hit how many home uh 162 home runs divided by your 648 at bats oh i didn't hit equals now it's just a goofy looking fraction that helps absolutely no one uh it's 300 you have a 300 slug that is not a high slugging that is not a high slugging at all sir uh, oh my god what uh all right hold on what position are we playing uh left field Okay. Uh, defense on a scale from one to seven, where four is average. One. We're really bad. We're just here to hit a home run every day. Okay. And then base running one to five, where three is average. One. We're we're, we're bad at everything but hitting home runs. Okay. Uh, we would have a forty nine point eight WAR for one season. For one season, uh, a value of two hundred and twenty four point two million dollars. Get the get the fuck out of here. We would have forty nine point eight war. Get the fuck out of here. We would have an on base percentage of two fifty and a slugging percentage of three hundred, like three thousand. Wait, where are you getting this from? Isn't this what you just told me? You know, I mean, what, I mean, what what website? Uh, just look up uh, Simple War Calculator 2.1. Just did. I'm not even putting in these numbers. Wait, hold on. How did you... How did you get these? What numbers did you put in the yellow boxes? Uh, 0. 0.25, 3.0, yeah. 
168-162 for plate appearances and games. Wait a second. 3.0? I thought it was wait, 162 divided by 648. Should be 0.3. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing, same, I'm doing the same thing. And my wars is 2.7. There's no way that slugging percentage could be right. It, it well think think about it. You're only getting um the whole I mean a home run is great, but I guess in terms of because slugging is just basically total bases divided by your 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 uh plate appearances. Or at bats, so, which one is it? So wouldn't it be one? At bats. No, because our at bats is high. We have 162 home runs for 648. Oh wait, wait. Oh fuck, you're right. My bad. It would be one. My bad. I did. I did bad math. Okay. God damn it. Josh. So we we both fucked it. Um. Yeah, so our yeah. actual WAR now would be 12.9. Oh my god. Um. With an uh, a value of fifty eight million dollars. What do we want? What, what do we want to make league average like five hundred? Uh, four thirteen is what it had. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna call it five hundred. I'm gonna say league average op on base percentage was three fifty. Okay, and, so uh, our WAR is now nine point two. I'm trying to get mine up to 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 where yours was. And I have my wall right now. Yeah, there it is. All right, now, now we're on the. That's that's, is is that surprising to you, or is that where um, you expect? I mean, if you hit one home run a game and struck out three times, uh, while having awful defense, awful base running, playing an awful position. With you know higher than normal averages for the rest of the league, nine point two WAR sounds about right. Like you are good at exactly one thing, fucking awful at everything else. But uh, I don't know how someone could hit a hundred and sixty-two home runs in a season and only have a WAR of nine point two. Like I feel like everything else has to be average. So you know what's weird is uh, if you. If you go to base running and make it a a one is the best. Oh, oh, oh! I fucked up. I'm gonna make us bad at everything. I made us good at everything. So if you make us bad at defense and bad at base running, our war is four point six. Gross. That's so. Basically, what this saying is you can hit a home run every single game, strike out the rest, whatever. Be bad at defense, bad at base running. How'd you get four point six? I mean, I put defense to seven because that's the worst, yeah. and base running to five. And and four point six more. I guess that might might technically be wow. right. If you change four, the uh, average on base percentage and average slugging back to what they were, the WAR jumps up to eight point two. All right, hold on. I, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna change our position to center field. I'm gonna make us good at everything again. 
And I'm going to change league average on baseball. To... Let's use 2019 numbers just to be just to be sure. Ooh, can you provide that? Yeah. So yeah, that... average on base percentage was 323 for 2019. Okay. Point three two three. And then uh, slugging was 435. Ooh, that's going to be big. All right. So then now it's a 13 war season. Which I and then are we doing averages for base running and defense? And we're let's say we play center field. I I put a center field and um oh all right let me put let me put average then. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna put first base for mine because that seems to make sense for the kind of player we are with twenty two inch arms. If we're a DH with defense at best, which is just me being funny, uh, and base running at average, it's still only an eight point six more season. Yeah, this is this, is, this like I, I don't know how normally WAR would be calculated, but this just this can't seem right. I guess it is. Yeah, it feels like a team though would value this player a lot more than metrics would, right? Oh my god, yeah. If you could guarantee at minimum one run a game, it doesn't matter. You know, like that's worth so many more wins than 10. Where would you put this player in your lineup? Uh I, I, I don't know. Four spot, right? Yeah, you got a four or it's, five. It's weird because like do you used to put your best hitter in the four spot because you'd mm-hmm. assume someone else would be on when they got up to, to you go hit, but modern conventional wisdom via sabermetrics proves that that's just not a good idea because then you're allotting fewer plate appearances to your best hitter. But if you have this mystical figure that's going to provide you one home run per game and then nothing else, you actually don't need them to have a lot of plate appearances. No. You just need that one plate appearance to be strategically placed. So putting it at four might actually make the most sense because they'll get plate appearances enough for you to hopefully be able to make this work where there's someone else on base when this happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, because you have your best hitters in front of it and all that, but it won't be so much that you're allotting too, too many extra plate appearances per season to a guy that's going to do nothing other than this one home. My season. favorite part of this mystical baseball player we've created is that if he hits a home run at his first plate appearance, he has to stay in to strike out three more times because that's the way this math works out. You can't pull him and put somebody else in. So a pitcher could go up and straight bowl the pitch to him, and he's still going to swing and miss. Or a pitcher could straight up bowl the pitch to him, and he would hit it for a home run. Could you imagine a pitcher rolling the ball across the and that gets hit for a home run? That'd be amazing. That, that would be... That's like some Vlad Guerrero to the absolute max extreme. God, how like could you even call that a pitch if it's on the ground as it comes like cuz usually once the ball hits the ground it's like 
that's it, right? Like they'll call the pitch as either like a, a bulk or a wild pitch, whatever it is. Well, if if it hits the ground, it's you can still swing at it. They'll they'll still let you do it. It's usually ill advised and it always out. Uh there was a video circulating the other day about Vlad Guerrero, the senior, literally hitting a pitch that had bounced for a single. Mm-hmm. Junior, but it's a, it's an ill-advised move to swing at those shits. So to hit one for a home run would just be fucking hilarious. What's really hilarious about this is if he goes up and strikes out the first three times, the pitcher just knows no matter what he throws, he's going to hit it for a home run. And there's no stopping it. You know, he could just go out there, hold the bat out in front of him without swinging, and it's just guaranteed to be a home run. What would be funny is if, imagine this guy comes up, he's batting forever, it doesn't even matter. Let's say he's batting four, and all three players in front of him got on base. <laughs> no outs. And it's, it's an important game for whatever reason you want it to be. Game seven of the World Series. Sure. Does, and he hasn't hit his home run yet. So it's in play. Does the manager walk him? You can't. Because that would fuck with the whole, the whole system. The whole mystique of this player. The manager is just through no sound reason that he could muster is just incapable of calling for an intentional walk. The pitcher has to throw that ball, and he has to score a home run. There's, there's no avoiding opening Schrodinger's here. It has to be, must be open to turn if that cat's alive or dead. Rob Manfred will hold the opposing pitcher's family hostage at gunpoint every single game to make sure he throws that pitch. I love this player. What's his name? Uh, Corwin Heller. Uh, I was going to go with Sarah just for the Why don't we call him Larry Bonds? Now, hold on. You know what would be funny? A movie about a woman playing baseball, like in, in the MLB, but where that's just never addressed. <laughs> so, so imagine a world where, like, um, I don't know. Greta Gerwig is 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 playing like she gets signed by the Yankees, and she's like playing first base for the Yankees, and it's there. It's just a movie, yeah. Right? Where like that is a part of it, and no one it like it, that's not what the movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> like it's about her like working on her. Or like if everyone just assumes that she's you know built like fucking Giancarlo Stanton and can hit these towering monster home runs, but she's, you know, 125 pounds soaking wet. You know what I always thought would be funny? As I'd always thought a Yogi Berra movie, just for the scene, because I don't know if anyone is familiar with how Yogi Berra got signed, but a player or a, a guy working in the front office for the Yankees, like, saw his stat sheet and signed him based on that and had never met him in person. And then when this very, very small Italian man showed up, he was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> this this can't be the player I just signed. Um, <laughs> and and it was. And then he became a 10-time world champion. With- so I would, uh, I'd, I'd love to, to 
to see that be a scene in a movie. Or what if, like, instead of it being like Greta Gerwig, it's like Danny DeVito is the equivalent to like Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. And it's just no one comments on the fact that Danny DeVito is a 70 year old man that's five foot one, you know, is Danny essentially 410. Is he really? Yes, he is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not realize how short he actually was. But sure. I can picture the scene now. All right, let's say it's the National League, so he pitches and hits. All right. <laughs> so starts off the scene. Uh, uh, you see a baseball like pump into a glove, real like real tight. Batter mm-hmm. swung at it. And you, just, you know, the, the umpire strike one. Right. And then you see the catcher throw the ball back. You see the batter's eyes. They're all nervous. Right. And then all of a sudden. Strike two, right? That was the fuck. Catcher, you see a little smirk off the catcher. Throws the ball back. You see the pitcher spikes, right? You don't see his face. Just just the spikes as he steps off the mound, wipes him off, gets back on, right? Catcher lays down the signs. Strike three, you're out. Cuts back to Danny DeVito. Fist pumping. No, not even that. He's cool as a fucking cucumber. Danny DeVito back there like, (laughs) got him, chief. No, I'm I'm imagining it's uh literally Frank Reynolds in the trash man costume while he's tripping balls on acid. We're gonna go get some whores. <laughs> some whores. I love bringing in whores, Charlie. Uh, I just want to do some cocaine off some Asian broad's tits. Oh, you're just mangling it. <laughs> uh, I think that's enough for today. that's a great place to end this episode yeah Frank Reynolds Uh, alright Gordon you got any closing thoughts um please get Danny DeVito in the next major league movie oh god yes please get Danny DeVito in the next major league baseball season (laughs) well uh I guess that does it from us. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicyPod. If you want to hit us up via Gmail, you can do so at JuicyTheNumbers at gmail.com. Until Monday. Bye.